episode. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be reviewing Season 3, Episode 11, Adam's Rib, and Season 3, Episode 12, A Full Rich Day. Adam's Rib is about... Well, it starts with a very boring day. You can just see there's not a whole lot going on. There isn't... Um, they're like playing golf and pool mixed together. You can just <laughs> see the boredom. You can feel it in the air. And all of a sudden, Hawkeye gets an obsession. He, have you ever been hungry for something or want something in your life and you just can't let it go? Well, that was what happened in episode 11, Adam's Rib. Hawkeye wanted something from Adam's ribs and it was a stack of ribs. And he wasn't letting it go, so he had Radar do his thing. Many things happen throughout the episode, but they finally get the ribs. Um, and that's basically what this is about, so perfect title. They were out <laughs> after Adam's ribs to get some ribs. They were so sick of liver and fish every day. <laughs> so, 11 days. 11 days. Of liver and fish. It's against the Geneva Convention. I've eaten a river of liver and, and an ocean of fish. <laughs> it was one of Hawkeye's famous rants, which I love his rants. I just, hmm. I mean, any episode that has one of Hawkeye's rhyming rants yeah. is one of my favorites. <laughs> I've eaten so many fish. I'm starting to grow gills. I've eaten so much liver. I can only make love when I'm smothered in, oh, what was it? Like onion sauteed onions and mushrooms something i'm sorry i, I dropped know. the ball on that yeah. one but yeah it just <laughs> it was fantastic just how he like starts going off on igor and then he gets the whole mess tent oh. in an uproar we want something else well, we, we want, want something, something else, else. <laughs> we I, I mean igor was chanting with yeah. them. he had them all going it was actually one of uh, a very famous rant because yeah. it, just everyone going mm -hmm. and the excitement that he caused it was almost like an end to the boredom because mm -hmm. it could have been a rant about anything i yeah. think they were just ready for it. Mm. you have nothing to lose but your cookies <laughs> <laughs> he starts jumping on the tent pole screaming like a monkey yes and it was just one of those it was a fun episode for that reason yeah um yeah one thing that i don't get is phones how they worked back then because like radar was calling home mm. and he would call one of the numbers was dearborn five seven five hundred yeah and one phone number was mm -hmm. Dearborn five two seven fifty like yeah. the numbers don't even match up so i'm i'm just curious what? how things went what do you mean they don't match up? Well, like there aren't, aren't the same number of numbers. Like now you know that there's seven numbers and a phone number. Well, they both had five numbers. Five seven five hundred is five numbers, and then five two seven fifty is five numbers. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking it had to be five hundred at the end. Okay. Nope. All right. <laughs> that was fun. Let's go back and rebrace this part of the talk. <laughs> But yeah, I actually I understand that though because um, w without giving the number, I know that um, my mom at her parents' house in Appleton, um, they used to have a number like that. Oh really? Yeah, they lived on Blue Mound Street, so it would be Appleton, and it would be Blue Mound. 
and then whatever the number oh, was. Yeah. Okay. So I, I had actually heard that before. I've never heard yeah. that. I've always mm -hmm. had all numbers. and I mean, yeah. I know the numbers transfer to words, but... Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, and like it, the the words don't aren't related to numbers. It's literally like you would... Like they said, you know, I'm looking for um, Dearborn, so the city, and the number. Or, you know, Chicago, the city, Dearborn, the street, this is the number. And then that's how the switchboard routed it. Okay. So, you know, like... I guess I don't know back as far as switchboards. Now, yeah. growing up, this is going to show my age, we did have a party line. Mm -hmm. So I understand the party line, but yep. I just never had heard the yeah. words and numbers. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is weird, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like my mom, I think she would have been alive. Well, let's see here. For switchboards? For, like, this stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, duh, 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 working backwards, yeah. She should have been alive during this time. Just barely, but... I, I can't stop thinking, though. Can you imagine being away, like, in the war or mm -hmm. a situation like this, and you just get a craving for something? You know how, like, right now, we get a yeah. craving for something. You just go take care of it. You give them a call. They deliver it. You get it. Yeah. But if you're that far away and you yeah. get this urge, mm -hmm. you know, you get that taste in your mouth and you get that... Yeah that urgency that you just need yeah. to have it and not being able to get it mm -hmm. i you could see the obsession oh yeah i mean especially up in him. especially 11 days of eating the same thing and being so bored that you're pooling golf balls <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was looked like a fun game though well, they were playing pool and golf in the same okay so as an aside technically that was legal in golf for a while. Oh, really? You could take a pool cue and hit a golf ball with it, and it was legal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it. They like I'm learning the, a lot of things. The, the, <laughs> they, um, because if you watch, there's actually gonna be a clip and mash of Bob Hope on a green, and he takes out his putter and he lays down on the green, and he uses his putter like a pool cue and really taps the ball in. Okay. And then just gets up and kind of saunters to the cup. Well, there was nothing against that for a while, as far as I know. But now there is? But now there is, because yeah. that's absurd. Yeah, I mean, it's not pool, it's no. golf. It's no, exactly. a stand-up sport. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's like, no, you, you can't use a pool cue on a golf course. Well, it's in my bag. You can't have that in your bag. <laughs> so... But yeah, it, it was absurd. But like you say, I think that was showing... The boredom. The boredom that they were... Because yeah, you know, Hawkeye is there knocking a ball out of the cup. To, right, it was Tap. the sheer boredom. Yeah. Another really cool thing about this um, episode that I thought was great, it showed the manipulation that he had to go through to yeah. get to. Like, it. you can't just make that phone call. You had to... Radar had to get Sparky, who had to... Get the, I mean, mm -hmm. it is a whole process you need to go through. And if one, and then when Hawkeye finally gets there, the phone was busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keep bringing them. He's like, I'm calling from Korea. But they actually had to lie and say, like, they couldn't mm -hmm. say, I'm calling to get ribs. They had to call and say, it's surgical material. Well, and it's. Yeah, because. 
They, they did a little bit of social engineering. Right. Oh, I love that word, social yeah. engineering. I'm mm-hmm. going to use that. Because, <laughs> yeah, like with Hawkeye, I mean, what, when he was actually, um, he called up the Dearborn Street Station. Because he needed the name. He couldn't think of the name of the place. Yeah. So he's talking to the guy who answered the phone there. I got a kid from the Windy City here, and I'm doing a little backstory for him. And I just, he mentioned this place, and I didn't take down the name. But there was this, this across from the station, and this next to that, and a dry cleaner's next to that, and there's a rib place next to Adam's Ribs. Amazing. Thank you. All right. So. Sir? <laughs> I, I know you're busy, but... um. Can you get the phone number? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was your name, sir? For the article. <laughs> There's no article, by There's, the way. Yeah. yeah, it's social engineering. It's social engineering. Because they, not only that, they, like, apparently the Adam's Ribs wasn't going to just ship it to them. So, then so they, medical supplies. So what else did they have to do to get the ribs to oh, them? Oh, yeah, pick it up. Yeah. They had to find someone... In that area to pick it up and mail, and plus it wasn't cooked. They needed yeah. it raw. They needed it uncooked, or it couldn't have traveled. Yeah, it wouldn't have stayed fresh. Was, right. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. You know, two week old ribs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, somebody to pick it up, take it to the airport. The airport would take it to San Francisco, give it to the military. Who at that point was a whole nother situation and manipulation because... Once it got to Korea... Once once it got to Korea... Yeah, then they had to get it released from there, but... Yeah. And so who did they call up in Korea, or in in Chicago, to get the ribs from Adam's Ribs to the airport? Do you remember that? Well, it was going to be one of Klinger's buddies that would kill someone for $100. His uncle. But didn't turn out to be him because they wouldn't sign the forms for Klinger to get out. Well, we'll sign him, Klinger, but you need three. <laughs> three. And nobody wants to be three. <laughs> so, s- Trappers? Trapper. His connection. Yeah. Mildred Feeney. It was a one-night stand. Which he had to say he wasn't married. No, it was a two-night stand. Well, uh, Oh, I think it was three. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> I missed. I was holding Ryan. So I missed that part. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, sweet talked somebody who I he had a three night stand with into going down to Adam's ribs, picking up the ribs, paying for them, and then running them over to the airport to be transported to San Francisco. But they got there. Oh, and they looked wonderful. They were all sitting down. Someone thought. They should do a little... Oh, at the very end. ...prayer yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. And they thanked for them. And did they get to eat them? No, of course not. Because <laughs> It wouldn't be mash funny. if yeah. they ate them. All nope. personnel. Incoming wounded. <laughs> now. <laughs> no, that's not fair. It's not I said fair. To Chris, I would have stuck my face in there and just started gnawing on them. But <laughs> no, they didn't. They went... And yeah. Back to mm-hmm. to do their job, but I seriously, yeah. I would have stuck my face in there and just started chewing. Because I was it you or Laura who said you could have at least eaten like, one. like a few between the time you left the mess tent right. and you got to pre-op because you'd have to scrub up anyway. So right. what does it matter? 
So I, you know, why yeah. wouldn't he have at least grab? I wanted to see yeah. him eat one so badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some other things that I really uh, liked about this episode, just little things. When Trapper's sweet-talking Mildred, um, why do we need the ribs? Medical practice, Hawkeye oh, yeah. says to him. <laughs> why? Ah, medical practice. Well, because they don't let us up uh, practice on real people. But then why do you need the barbecue sauce? Well, they don't let us <laughs> use real blood. You understand? Wow, smart lady. <laughs> wow. Um, he got them. Yeah. And then I also love when they get down to Wijambu, which is the supply depot where the ribs are being held. There's a major there who is not going to release the ribs to them. He will not do it. It's like, I have tanks and guns and I can't find your ribs for you. Fine, Major. Who's... We're going to go up the chain then. Who's next? That would be... I have his name here. That would be Sergeant... Tarula? I believe. Master Sergeant Tarula. Don't tell him I sent you. I don't need him mad at me. That's what the Major said. So they went up the chain down to a Master Sergeant to to get the ribs. And they're giving him the royal runaround. He said, right. look, it didn't have a 547-stroke-19J uh, oh, yeah, company. Right. And you need one of those even to... Uh, we, we need one of those just to go to sleep. Right. Something like that. But then Hawkeye and Trapper are trying to give him the run around and tell him, you know, we could shut this place down as a medical hazard, etc., etc. And he just looks at him and leans back in his chair. What's yeah. in the package? <laughs> ribs from Chicago. <laughs> Adam's Adam? ribs? He knew it. <laughs> he could walk there. <laughs> you know Adam's ribs? <laughs> I'm from, I don't remember where he said. I would walk on my knees in the snow to get Adam's the ribs. Trapper. <laughs> You're one of those. Uh, you're, oh, you're one of them. Yeah. One of them. Sorry. How much? <laughs> 40 pounds and a gallon of sauce. I'll take 20 pounds and a quart of sauce. 10, Ten pounds, pounds and, and a, a pint, pint of, of sauce. sauce. 12 pounds, a pint <laughs> and a half of sauce, and caught in a coleslaw. Didn't they order coleslaw? Uh-huh. How did you order Adam's ribs from Chicago and, and not, not get order. coleslaw? Sorry. We're draftees. <laughs> and the funny part is that um, Hawkeye could have kicked himself for not ordering the coleslaw. Yeah, so right. even he was angry at himself. Right after he got off the phone after like, ordering oh, the ribs. I forgot the coleslaw. I picks up the phone off of Radar's desk. Hello? Hello? <laughs> so, yeah. But, all Interesting, just, fun episode. Yeah, it was all great. We see Klinger in this episode, still a guest star. And Igor. Igor. Um, at first I thought this was his first appearance, but we know for sure it wasn't because he was also in Iron Guts Kelly. I think he was in a couple, like, background. Oh, definitely. He was yeah. in a lot of background ones. Just like in the next episode, Kelly but Nakahara is with... credited. Yeah. But, yeah, to actually be credited... I think this was one of his first few. Yeah, because you need um, lines then. Yeah, you need lines, and he actually had 
lines because he was serving. Anything else from this episode? I don't have anything else. It was just a fun episode, lot of just it, it just makes me remember some of the times when you just wanted something so badly mm-hmm. that you were willing to well, as this episode and do almost yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then let's move on good. to season three, episode twelve, a full rich day. Essentially, this is another Dear Dad episode, except... I why it wasn't called a Dear Dad episode. Well, I think, among other reasons, um, you know, the, it, it's Hawkeye recording it onto a tape, so it's not quite in the same vein. Okay. You know, maybe they didn't want to make it a big running thing throughout the series to have Dear Dads, which I think would have been neat. Yeah, you too. Yeah. But yeah, essentially this was an audio Dear Dad, which... For the viewers, all of them are audio dear dads, but in this one, uh, the one of the very first things we get in the episode was Hawkeye explaining to his father that there was a guy who stole this uh, tape recorder from the Tokyo PX. He used it as a carnal bribe with a nurse, who then, in a gin-induced fit of remorse, gave it to Father Mulcahy, who then gifted it to Hawkeye because he didn't want people thinking that he was recording confessions. <laughs> I thought so, it was hilarious. We don't see Father Mulcahy in the episode, but mm-hmm. he is used as a character. Um, and then Hawkeye's, you know, recording this to his dad. And essentially he's just going through what's going on at MASH, and it starts off with a batch of wounded coming in because... I thought there was so much MASH. going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of little stories going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And what do those include? Those include um, essentially a Luxembourg lieutenant going missing, which we know that he's on the bus at the very start of the episode. Um, there is a Turkish soldier who's brought in. He's sandwiched between two stretchers because he wouldn't leave his buddies on the line. Um, he ends up knifing his way out of the stretchers. I thought this man was sedated. You have sedated. to watch this episode just yeah. to see this scene. Yeah. He, the Turk is nuts. Yeah. Well, strong. Yeah. And just, like, uh, uh, Klinger is holding one end of the gurney, and the Major's there. The Turk cuts his way through, and the Major says, wasn't he sedated? And Klinger says, yes, he was. Heavily. <laughs> Um, so they take him in, and that's a whole other thing. He ends up getting out of MASH and going back to his unit in the stolen Jeep. We get a lieutenant who brings in his sergeant, who is badly wounded, and insists that he be seen right now. At gunpoint. At, yeah, he's holding uh, one of them, according to Radar, one of them new carbines that can kill 30 corporals a second, or uh, 30 corporals a minute. <laughs> and... So all three of these are going on at the same time. And it leads to a lot of comedy. And um, I don't know that we see a lot of character growth, but we see a lot of very funny hijinks going on. And the backstory. I mean, the, yeah. the, the people that aren't regulars have mm-hmm. a lot in this. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in the end, the Turkish soldier gets away. Uh, they start to mourn the Luxembourg lieutenant 
because they lost him and they can't find his body because he didn't have ID on him. Right. Well, they're playing the Luxembourg National Anthem at this uh, memorial ceremony that they're holding. And so the Luxembourg lieutenant hears the National Anthem, gets up out of bed and makes his way onto the parade grounds next to his commander. So that's there. And then the lieutenant who brought his sergeant in, they patch up his sergeant and he faints because of blood loss because he had massive wounds to his uh, right shoulder and chest. Right. And so they fix him up too. And we hear all of this being recorded on the tape recorder, you know, as Hawkeye narrates it. So that's the basic synopsis. Let's talk about some of the details in here. Like them losing a body. Yeah. Well, you see right at the beginning, you know, Hawkeye's looking for dog tags, and he's mm -hmm. like, I can't find the dog tags on this one. Yeah. And so that's pretty much how he was lost. They thought he died. Well, and two, they knew, Trapper knew that that was the Luxembourg lieutenant. When he was on the bus, he knew. Mm -hmm. But then Trapper and he Hawkeye... He got off the bus. Yeah, they were called into surgery... Frank was being Frank. <laughs> Let's be Frank. So he didn't care. Right. Um, Klinger didn't have a passenger manifest like he should have. And so then when Radar comes looking for the Luxembourg lieutenant, he can't find him. Right. Because the lieutenant didn't have ID. Frank didn't care. Klinger was busy with the Turk. And the only other guy who knew what the lieutenant looked like, was Trapper, Trapper, was in surgery. So he gets lost. He gets taken care of, but somehow they lose him in the paperwork. Right, but you can see how that would happen very easily, and I'm actually yeah. surprised that it didn't happen more. Well, maybe it did. I don't know. But um, I love how they found the body by playing the national anthem, <laughs> yeah. and him. He was in post-op, just laying there recovering, and he just got up and walked out. It was very patriotic. Yeah, and. Um, I want to hold off on my favorite part of the episode until we actually get there chronologically, but it is right after he gets out of post-op. Okay. As he walks past Trapper and Hawkeye. Um, so chronologically, other things. Um, worth mentioning, the lieutenant who Smith? brings in his sergeant, he is a first, uh, first lieutenant. He had silver bars on, so that would have made him a first lieutenant, not a butter bar second lieutenant. And that means that he had a degree and was called in, not signed up? Or? Well, he could have enlisted, enlisted but yeah. he would have had a college education. Okay. Um, he, would have been, he would have been promoted at least once somehow, because you enter as a second lieutenant, a gold bar lieutenant. He was a silver bar lieutenant. I was just, because I was asking Chris, yeah. you know, what's higher, a sergeant or a lieutenant? I didn't know yeah. there was different ranks for college-bound people and mm -hmm. sign-up people. I don't know, enlisted. Enlisted, yeah. So, yeah, the master sergeant, I think he was, or no, Sergeant Brian? Sergeant Brian. Yeah. Yeah, we had a master sergeant in the previous episode. Sergeant Brian, he would have been a non-commissioned officer is technically what like sergeant and above would be called because okay. they would be in charge of a squad of troops or more um and then an officer is a commissioned officer because they actually have um 
a commission. They signed up. So, depending, I mean, like, Hawkeye didn't sign up. Right. Really? (laughs) Him and Trapper were drafted. Uh So that's a little different. But technically, if you're a commissioned officer, you can resign your commission and leave. That sort of thing. Okay. A sergeant, they're non-commissioned officers. They don't have it quite the same way. They sign up for a length of service and, you know, once that's over, they can leave. Um, which we find out about in or another episode. Or they can re-up and keep going. Yeah, right. which lifers tend to do. But yeah, the sergeant would have been lower down in the ranks than his lieutenant, but the lieutenant brings him in. It actually reminded me of a scene out of uh, an old World War II film, A Bridge Too Far. Very interesting movie. A lot of stars in that one. Uh, Sean Connery was in there. He's the one that sticks out in my mind. Uh lot of lot of British actors in there and it's about uh, the airdrop attack that they tried to do it was Operation Market Garden in World War two where they try and just do a pencil thin strike into German territory to try and get to Berlin very quickly and end the war it doesn't work be and uh, one of the British commanders says I think that we always tried to go a bridge too far and that's why we have the name of the movie. But in there, there's a sergeant who takes his captain, who's seriously wounded, back to a field hospital and demands that the surgeon work on him at gunpoint. Just like this. Just like this, except it was the sergeant taking his officer instead of the officer taking his sergeant. So just worth noting, it's an interesting movie, worth the watch. It, this reminded me of that. So the lieutenant is demanding that his sergeant get looked at. He gets that to happen. Uh, they're taking the Turk into pre-op at the same time, trying to take care of him. Who was not going to get operated on. No. The lieutenant... He just wanted to go back to his... Unit. unit yeah that was all he wanted yeah he wasn't asking anything from anyone he wasn't asking for special he just wanted to go back well to be fair he didn't know english right <laughs> but um in pre-op the lieutenant is sitting there with his carbine demanding that a sergeant get looked at and hawkeye pulls him aside because he's hawkeye and tries to talk it through yeah and he starts talking to him about i look lieutenant i know that it's not this big geopolitical conflict for you guys on the line it's it's about you and the guys next to you you know but for us back here it, it's different it's whoever's bleeding the most we got to take care of them first you, you know yeah I understand. I understand now get to work on my <laughs> yeah exactly I understand but in yeah. this case you're going to work on my <laughs> sergeant right away right now yeah so, which they do. <laughs> which they do. Yeah, Trapper and uh, Frank start working on the sergeant. The Turkish soldier wakes up. Apparently they re-knocked uh, him out. He wakes up on the OR table. Then he's gone again. Yeah. Henry tells Mr. Quack, Mr. Quang, whoever it was, his like surgical assistant, to knock the guy out again 
And which, so he gets the the syringe, syringe full. ready. But okay, here's a Turk who's out of his mind to kill the enemy, and you're having somebody who looks suddenly like enemy. I never thought of that. To try and stick him with a sedative. I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's why he gets up. Okay. And he grabs the syringe from the assistant. And then Henry's trying to deal with it. And he's saying, come on, fella. Just give me the... Give me. So give he me gave the him needle. the syringe. Yeah, well, Henry grabs for it and it goes right into the palm of his hand. So, it, knocked him right out. Yeah, he turns he's, it up and you see the plunger go down. And he starts counting 99, 98, 90. Ooh, on the floor. And so he's gone. As he wakes up, uh, Colonel Blanche who's in charge of the Luxembourg contingent from the UN, stops in at MASH because they have such a small contingent, he wants to give some personal attention to Lieutenant Leclerc. Well, that's when we find out that he got lost in the shuffle and all this. And they told him he was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then Radar ends up finding the Turk... I'm guessing when they were searching for Lieutenant Leclerc. um, And I love how when he comes into the swamp to find Hawkeye, Hawkeye is hanging his socks on a clothesline in the swamp with um, clamps. Oh. (laughs) They're not clothesline. They're very original. They're surgical clamps. He's hanging socks with surgical clamps. I'm sure they get sterilized. Then. Yeah. So they go into the kitchen, which is where the Turk is held up. And he has a cleaver and he starts chopping on the meat chopping block and screaming about Chin Li, which is Turkish apparently for Chinese. Chin Li! Chin Li! So <laughs> Hawkeye gets this great idea and I thought it was just so ingenious because the Turk kept like hitting the chopping block with a, a knife and yeah. yelling, Chin Li. So Hawkeye took his cue and did the same thing so yeah. that they look like they're on the same side. Yeah. Which was ingenious, yeah. actually. Scared Radar. Yeah, scared Radar. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? He takes a big cleaver, like, you yeah. know, not a little knife, but a yeah. big meat cleaver. It's a meat, meat cleaver. cleaver, yeah. Chin Li! Chin, Lee. Chin Lee. And he did. So the Turks started to trust him. I... Send you back to front. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where you can all the chinly to your Turkish heart's content. Good Joe. Good Joe. <laughs> Damn good Joe. Damn and good slaps Joe. him on the face. <laughs> which was great. And then, um, then Radar. Hawkeye has Radar strip off his uniform to give to the Turk. So he has a uniform to go back to the front in. And makes drinks. And has prune juice to drink to it. And he turns the Turk around. Radar in the top of my bag. There's a clear liquid. And uh, See, this is the part I don't get. Because Radar poured the liquid in. Yeah. And then gave it to the Turk to drink. Because it was supposed to knock him out. I mean, um, Hawkeye said, you'll never even make it out of camp. Yeah. But what, they drove back in, and yeah. Radar was knocked out. Now, Radar's yeah. the one that put it in. So yeah. I don't understand how he got the bad one. Unless the Turk somehow tricked him, but No, it was just, him. it was Radar just picking the wrong glass. Oh, okay. I mean. Okay. It, that, that one, 
I yeah, mean, he clearly drove them back in. Yeah. And and radar was out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just to point out, Hawkeye's toast was to chlorohydrate. And it was apparently supposed to knock out the Turk once they got, you know, a few hundred yards outside of camp. Right. I tried to look up chlorohydride. The only thing that came up was chlorohydrate, which is apparently... Like a chloroform? The, no, it's the active yeah. ingredient in antiperspirant. Really? <laughs> See, I thought right away of chloroform. Remember, yeah. they used chloroform in a bunch of episodes. Oh, yeah. Like the fighter guy. And yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, they they clearly said chloral hydride or chloral hydrate. Okay. It's got to be something to knock you out. Though. Well, but all I found for chloral hydrate was an antiperspirant. <laughs> and oh, well, directions on stink. And directions on how to make your own antiperspirant with chloral hydrate. So that was interesting, but no chloral hydride. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So then we get to the end of the episode because, like you said... The Turk drives Radar back into camp, dumps him off, takes off. Lieutenant Leclerc hears the Luxembourg National Anthem and comes walking out. out. And it's just great because of how everybody's arranged. He walks past Trapper and Hawkeye to where the colonels are. Yeah. And as he walks past, the two captains look at each other and Hawkeye says to Trapper, I thought he was dead. And Trapper just looks back and shrugs. He got better. He got better. <laughs> That's great. But um, a few other things to note that I saw. Uh, Kelly Nakahara. We saw her in this episode. She is credited. I don't know if she had any lines in I the episode. I can't even think of where we would have seen her. Unless she, it was in OR. Oh, she did have lines in OR. She was assisting... Trapper and Frank. Okay. So she had. She must have said, you know, like one of them would have said, uh, you know, four oil silk on a Kelly needle or something. Okay. Here you are, sir. That sort of thing. So she must have had lines there, but she was credited as Nurse Abel. If you remember last week, we had a different Nurse Abel yeah. and Bobby Mitchell, who was herself Nurse Baker in the previous episode. So this again. They just kind of throw those out there as... You could be Nurse Abel, Nurse Baker, Nurse... Yeah. Whatever they need that week. Random Nurse Number One. What? You might as well just call her Nurse One. Um, the other... Th- but they yeah. do, as as the show progresses, they do get their own individual characters. Which is nice. Yes. You know, it's worthwhile. Because Kelly has been... In episodes since season two, if I'm remembering right. So, yeah. She has earned her way into being on the show. And getting a real name. Yeah. And she actually has her own episode, even. Right. You know? Where she dances with Hawkeye. Yeah. So, I mean, she earned it. Well and truly. Uh, one other thing that I wrote down about this episode, and I, I know you were trying to rationalize it away, but... I pay attention to the layout of camp. Oh, yes. And in this episode, they flip-flopped the entire operating structure. Because we can see where the parade grounds are multiple times in this episode. 
and where pre-op should have been was the door to post-op, and where post-op should have been was the door to pre-op. We know this because during the intake of patients, when they're taking the Turk in, and when Hawkeye comes out of pre-op to talk to the lieutenant, it is where the post-op door normally is. So they have completely flipped the camp. Well, not, not the whole camp. Just the surgery. Just the two wings of surgery, which I will grant you, it is a mash unit. It's mobile. Mobile. So, so. they, it, it's possible that all of a sudden they could have moved, but why would you flip the wings when you move? Because no one but you notices. <laughs> That's why. Just saying. You are the only one that notices I, that. I, I mean all that way. So. I can't remember why I wrote this down too. Five parts gin. Oh. And one quiet, moment. One, one moment quiet, of silence. Uh, yeah, moment of silence for the vermouth. At the beginning of the episode, or no, in the middle, uh, Hawkeye is explaining how his uh, houseboy trapper is making him. Oh, a on the tape to his dad. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And he says. I'm like, the recipe is I must have four thought it was pots, important. Yeah, four pots gin to two pots vermouth, correct? No. Actually, it's five, five pots five gin, gin and a moment of silence, silence for the vermouth. Okay. Dad, I have to tell you, Trapper made me the driest martini ever the other day, and it would have been wonderful except that it blew away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I wrote it down then. I've tried straight gin martinis, and they're just as nasty as martinis with vermouth, in my opinion. Just saying. I really tried uh, to get into martinis. So I, I tried I to, I tasted it too, it's nasty. It tastes like a pine tree to me. <laughs> Any other comments about the episode? Well, I just wanted to know, um, yeah. you, you mentioned that you were waiting till the end, so you, well, it was for your the, favorite part. It was the so Leclerc was, moment when okay. when he walks past and Hawkeye looks at Trapper and so, okay, okay. thought he was dead. Okay, yeah. He, he got better. He got better. <laughs> kind of reminds me of a Monty Python line. You yeah. Know, he got better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. I got better. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly right. And that is just hilarious. To me, that is the funniest part of the whole episode. So, okay. Well, uh, two good episodes. Yeah. Where do they find us? And Yeah. So yeah. if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can subscribe to Whiskey and Mash on iTunes or Join your favorite us. podcast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> iTunes or your favorite podcast application so that whenever we put out a new episode, you subscribe, you set it to automatically download, and you get every episode right on your mobile device, whatever that may be, you know, an iPad, an MP3 player, an iPod, your Android device, whatever, automatically downloaded right there for your listening pleasure. And, and uh, you know, like I listen to podcasts on my way to work and I just have a back queue because of all my subscriptions. So you can do that. Or if you don't do the whole podcast thing, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page, and all of the raw MP3 files that we upload to the various podcast streams are right there on the page. You can download them, put them on your MP3 player, or stream the episodes right from the website. They're there for you. You can connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash, 
Or if you have a question, comment, you want to give us some feedback, you can email the podcast, whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. And I would encourage you, while you're over at narclaninc.com, uh, take a look at the other podcasts that uh, we do here at Narclan. It, it it was a cool-sounding domain name at the time when I got it eight years ago, so bear I with me. I think it's very cool. <laughs> Here at NAR Podcasts. Uh, so, you know, take a look at those. We have a couple other ones out there. Uh, Chris Reed's book and Geeks, apparently. Take a look. They are right next to uh, Whiskey and Mash on the NAR Clan Inc. page. Geeks, apparently, is a fun way to see how to be a parent and a geek <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. A little less consistent than Whiskey and Mash, but we try and get something out about once a month. So Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Let us know what you think. Yeah, please. We are interested in any and all feedback you may have to, so that we can try and make the show better for you, our loyal listener. And if you want to support us, the best way that you could do that, spread the word about this podcast. Share it with a friend, a family member, uh, with an enemy. We don't mind. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Watch bring, with us and... Bring the world together in peace and whiskey. That's our oh, goal. Yes. <laughs> so. It's very good tonight, by the way. You did a good <laughs> job. You. Good. So, yeah, there you go. So until next week, have a, have a good time. See you next time on Whiskey Match. different uh, plots and interweave things like that. Right. Where you don't just get one straight Because it gives you a chance. If, if one of them isn't the best in the place, just latch onto one of them as long as we gives you that chance.